Okay. All right, I'm all live. Am I live? All right, I should be live. Cool. Oh, no, I'm live on the... Yeah, I'm, I'm live now. Okay. So, what is up to uh, people? People. What is up, designers? Um, welcome to the, the Tomorrow's Design live show. Um, this is the first one in a series of forever. And um, this live show is going to kind of be like wonky, you know, because this is the first episode. And uh, for the first hundred episodes or a thousand, maybe, uh, I don't want to wish anything bad on myself, but I don't think anyone's going to be listening. So I'm going to be saying what I want for an extended period of time. Uh, it's going to be me and Alexis on the show. And she's going to talk about the real, and I'm going to talk about the real deal, banana peel. And uh, what I wanted to talk about today really is, because I want to use this as a podcast episode, so I want to take this a little bit serious, um, is language and language patterns and how language patterns really influence a lot of the ways that we don't reach each other in society. Like there's a barrier between you know, us and other people on the basis of the things that we, uh, on the basis of not only that the language that we choose to push out, but the energy that we choose to push out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to talk about on this episode? I'm just following the week because last time, you know, I was talking, I was talking so much and you know, I'm still out of breath, so... They might not be able to hear you. You gotta come a little closer. All right, Pretty all right, all right, y'all. You gotta, you gotta go in, and you gotta talk. You gotta go in yet mode. <laughs> so, y'all, if you, if you don't know who I am, I am um, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting a post up so that people know to go join the podcast on your page. I appreciate it, boy. Um, I don't even know if the, the you know, the, um, Said defamatory, harassing, obscene, or racist content is prohibited. I might as well just go off right now. <laughs> um, <so> stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just putting up. It's a test too to see see what the algorithm does. But um, I remember, man. You know, when I was starting out, and you might have had a similar experience to this if you listen to this. Um, you know, younger in life. When you feel like you got ideas that other people don't have, you know, one of the first emotions that you might experience is anger, is venom, is vitriol. You know, not only do you extremely to the highest degree disagree with some of the systems and some of the actions and some of the paradigms that are enveloping around you, but um, you also... You run into anger with that. You run into negative emotions with that. But you also run into the issue of not being able to properly express them to the people around you. You know. Um, And that's a lifelong situation. Tell me if this is familiar. You know, you go and you have something that's heavy on your head, heavy on your heart. Maybe you learn something in school or you're in school and you disagree with school. You disagree with a bunch of things and you go and 
you get angry about it and you go to your friends, you go to your family members and you just try to kind of tell them what's on your mind. You know, you go, you know, you know how it is, man. You wake up in the morning, man, you, you hype, you hype, but you, you know what I mean? You get on the bus, you go to school, you get home from school. And from the time you step in the front door to the time you step out the front door tomorrow morning, it ain't, it, it, you know, it ain't no, it ain't no sleeping or nothing like that. It ain't no dinner or nothing like that. You're ranting from day to night to day again, you know? And uh, <laughs> what people will tell you is, man, you're ranting. You know, you're ranting. Um, why are you so angry? You know, uh, they don't really understand and relate to what you're talking about. At least this was my experience. I remember, you know, I don't remember which year it, it struck me, but I think my junior year of high school was one of the most angry years of my life, bro. Like, um, man, I remember this is just goes to demonstrate, man. I, I drew my mother a picture for Mother's Day that year. And, um, you know, I had drawn it, drawn it the night before and I left it behind my bed. So I go out the, bo the door in the morning. Boom. I was supposed to leave it on the table because, you know, I'm kind of introverted. I wasn't going to give it to her or anything like that. I was just going to leave it on the table and just dip out. And uh, what had happened was I left it on the table, got on the bus. Boom. And right in the middle of the bus uh, in, the, in, in the morning, man, it's like, what, 7, 6.50 a.m. or something like that? I'm on the bus. We're driving to school, man. I remember it pops in my head, man, you forgot that poster. And I just said, damn. And I just smashed the window. Boom. It didn't break. But I just slammed my fist to the window. Boom. Threw my phone on the floor, man. I threw a little temper tantrum over something so simple. You forgot the poster. Yeah, it was a little picture that I drew in my art book made out of charcoal. And uh, it was a picture of a wine glass and lit. No, I was I was I was supposed to put it on a table so she could see it when she woke up before uh, I left. But I forgot to put it on a table, and uh, I zapped out, man. I remember just <laughs> night and day and night and day, man. Every little thing that I discovered turned into a weapon, and I used it to drill into every conversation. And I just had the big, big, big question of why, you know, why are things this way? And it seemed like I would take that question. And I presented to the people who were supposed to know, you know, as a lifelong thing. These are the people who are smart, the educators, the people who are supposed to guide us in our life. And for some reason, the things that I would present wasn't resonating with them. You understand what I mean? You ever felt that way? Yeah. Like you're throwing, you, you know, what are some of your experiences like that? Of being mad? <laughs> Not even uh, of just being mad, being, you know of just trying to explain things to people and having it fall on deaf ears. Oh, oh my Lord, talking to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's no, partially true. Like, oh, good Lord. But You're not going to explain everybody. No, I know, it's just everything. Parents, friends, mm -hmm. teachers, people. Like, mm -hmm. I think we are talking about this recently, but like, and I've said this on my own lives, you know, like you said, you grow up and you look up to your parents, you're, Family, you know, elderly, your elders, family members, friends, parents, all these different people, and then you grow up and you're like, damn, like these people's opinions are trash. Like they're <laughs> trash. You know what I mean? And it's like you're talking to these people, and they're like, no, you're wrong. You're you're a kid. You don't know anything. And it's like, um, is that no. something you experience recently? Yeah, it's all the time. All what? I'm just saying, all the time. Like just all the time, it, just everybody. You know what I mean? It's like we live. I mean, we live in a world with social media, and you can literally see everybody's opinion, everyone's opinion on everything online. What's what's one that's been on your mind lately? One that's been on my mind. 
Well, we don't want to get political on here. We don't want to get you know you whatever. Can do whatever here. way you want. But that, that's why you know that's why I acted. I'm, I'm I'm really curious. Because you know I'm just the type of person where I. You know, I don't, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I think, like I said, you know, you look at your parents, you're like, your opinions are trash. You know, the people, your your thoughts are trash. And it's like a lot of, like, my friends' parents, like, people I grew up with, stuff like that are on Facebook. And they're, um, because it's, like, so hard to really, like, put my finger on who it is because a lot of times it just all blends together. Like, I really don't know who's, like, the source. It's kind of just a general disappointment. But, like, with the, po- like, the political stuff, like, it's insane. Like, you know. It's like, like, were you ever like in high school or like middle school or something? Your teachers used to say, "Oh, I'm not gonna tell you my political preferences," mm-hmm. and they're like, "I'm not like I'm making it a point." Right. It's kind of like, like, do you ever think like maybe it's because they knew they know they were trash and they don't want to like, admit <laughs> it? You know what I mean? That's like, a strange like thing. if you believe in in right, if you believe in you know things that are good, why would you be you know like I guess they're afraid of losing their job or something, but. You know, is it because you, at the time, like, don't believe in gay marriage? Is it because mm-hmm. at the time you don't believe in, you know, people having rights? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just kind of interesting, like I said, to see, like... And like I said, I think it all started in, like, 2016, really. Mm-hmm. Like, all, like in terms of, like, not everything in the world that went bad in 2016, but, like, in terms of seeing everyone's bad opinions, I'm like, like, what happened to the pictures of your dog? What? What happened to the pictures of, like, your family vacation? Like, now you're tweeting all, and tweeting and posting all this hateful stuff like i don't know just stuff like um we support donald trump you know mm-hmm. blah 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 like like um the illegals are bad like it's just like like who are you mm-hmm. and like who are who are these people like you, you didn't have that experience like in 2016 where like you're just looking around and like you know the internet's on fire and like you don't recognize anybody that you've been talking to for like years because mm-hmm. you're just like you know it's just unsettling. It's like I did not know you had these opinions. Uh-huh. It's very You know, a lot of those years between 2014 and 2017 was a, it was a tumultuous time. I, I definitely can relate to what you're saying. And I don't know. Like, I feel like beyond before that, like, it was always such a divide between what I felt personally, what other people was feeling that I was like, you know, at the point in time where I had already recognized it was such a divide. So at that point in time, it was kind of like looking at it like a, um, what do you call those things? You know, I was on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, observing like a, a, a test situation or something, observing like a, like a lab test or something like that of the way people interact with each other and interact with the society around them and what they believe. You know, I think every election is is, is really just a case study. It is. Sure. And uh, that whatever comes out of the case study is really neither here nor there. But uh, Still interesting nonetheless. Yeah, it, it really it really brought some epiphanies to light how, people, how, how hateful people are. And, 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 that's, and that's anybody. Like, that's either side. Like, how just saying, like, some real crazy stuff. Like, real crazy, like, you know, Mm-hmm. psychopath stuff like you need to go get yourself checked kind of stuff mm-hmm. very interesting and like this kind of random but i'm just thinking like like a lot of the people that like their parents are saying weird stuff mm-hmm. like um these are like people that 
like have told me like it's it's like like I said like it is kind of misleading to go like, oh, everything kind of like went to shit you know am I allowed to cuss on you yeah I put it on explicit um everything went to crap you know um in 2016 because I remember like several times I remember two times explicitly mm-hmm. like growing up I told you about this but like you know and like um if you don't know me I'm biracial so my dad's african-american my mom's caucasian and like um a lot of like not a lot a few of my white friends were like literally like straight to my face like oh yeah my dad would kill me if i dated a black guy right and they just said it like straight to my face i'm like <laughs> i'm sitting there like okay this is weird because like i said i'm like a kid so i'm like that's like you know you know when you like, someone says something weird when you're a kid like you know it's wrong you don't really know why it's wrong but you're like it, like you don't really know like you know what racism is quote unquote right you don't really know what these topics are and then like you look at it's kind of like that except it was like way worse in 2016 like someone like someone's like oh like you know yeah my dad doesn't like you know ex people and like you look at their dad and their dad's like smiling at you in the corner you know like hey kids like you want to go to mcdonald's and you're like um should i should i go to mcdonald's with these people anymore yeah you know what i mean and like they're friends with like your dad, you know what I mean? Like they have no, like they don't say anything bad to your parents, you know, whatever. And then it just like comes out like randomly because you know kids say things, right? You know about their like they because they don't know it's really wrong either. They don't know they're not supposed to say stuff like that. And then like you just sit there like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. Except mm-hmm. twenty sixteen was like like level ten. Like you know everyone's just kind of like exposing themselves online, right? And you're like, oh, this is crazy. Like I thought we were cool. Yeah, 100%. But we're not. You know? We're not cool. Things aren't cool. (laughs) A lot of ties to the way different current that we formed, you know, going to Eastern. You know, a lot of those people, um, it goes beyond affiliation and expressing something that's equivalent to, like, uh, hate, you know. You're pushing out anger, you know, to a specific demographic, you know, even to this very day, a lot of people, you know, that I follow that are black, you know, push out a lot of hate to specific demographics. And, you know, this polarity really exposed a lot of, you know, unfavorable qualities in a lot of people. Yeah, everyone, yeah. For sure. And it, it, it did make everything feel like it was on ice for a second. But, you know... The thing about it is, is this, man. You recognize in those moments, like I said, it's a case study, the ways in which people are prompted to follow a movement. You know, I remember we had talks in 2016 about uh, that I should vote and I didn't want to vote. And one of the things that I came across during that period of time was voting. Uh, voting is for people who want to defer the responsibility of their life to a politician. They want to say when things go to shit, oh, it wasn't me. It was, oh, the president did this. Oh, blah, 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 blah. you know what I'm saying? You want to pick a team, an in group, because you want to feel safe and you want to diffuse the responsibility of your own life, which is all really the mass ever does. But I bring up the situation of the, you know, the 2016 elections and everything that happened around that with the deaths of Trayvon and, you know, all these, you know, deaths of Mike Brown and people flipping and switching and with what they mean with that. Just to say, 
I remember doing those per times, particularly the amount of fuse that were had. You know, just and it, it reminds me, society kind of moves into a space that I had just, you know, tried, was, was in a position of exiting, you know, that space of being in high school and being mad at the world and wondering why, you know, my parents were feeding us Coca-Cola and things like that and bringing it to their attention and then going on all these rants and people are just like, you're just angry, you're just ranting. And I remember everything that I said, no matter, you know, the substance that was behind it, um, fell in on deaf ears. And uh, I believe everybody pretty much felt like that because there was polarity and it was masses going at each other within those years. Right. And, uh, you know, that kind of highlights the truth of the matter and the truth of of people. We get excited about ideas. We get excited about epiphanies. And we go and we try to tell the world about it, about what it is that we discovered or what it is that we experienced. And... They don't really understand us. In 2016, I don't think anyone was like, yep, this redhead sucks. I'm going to switch sides. Or, yep, you know, I'm with her. I'm with, but I, I was with her, but now I'm going to be with him. I don't think anybody flip-flopped like that. Very few people made a transition from one end to the other. Right. And regardless of whether it's about the 2016 election or, whether it's, or, 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 or if it's about people with ideas, you know, because that's really what I'm talking about, people with ideas growing up and not having an outlet for what they're explaining because the society around them doesn't doesn't really associate what they're saying, uh, associate, you know, they don't really feel what they're saying. What, what I'm trying to say is that it all comes down in a weird way to the levels at which we empathize with people mm-hmm. because that is the sole influencing point for the language that we use, you know? He said, oh, you're angry. You're ranting. You're angry. You're ranting. And in 2016, we had masses that were going at each other and they were angry and they were ranting. They weren't collaborating because collaboration is an idea of people who aren't angry and who aren't ranting. People who are angry and who are ranting are coming from a competitive mindset. They're not empathizing because, you know, why would you empathize with somebody that you're competing with? You know, they were coming from a self-serving point of view, trying to be right and trying to destroy the opposition. And when I was, you know, in my adolescence and like just like you explained uh, about some of these things, you would go up to people and you try to talk to them about a situation. People wouldn't really get you. When we were in these phases, a lot of it was coming from or really the, a lot of the desire to express was coming from pain and coming from hurt. And uh, you notice within those years, nothing was really communicated nothing really hit home and i feel like a lot of that is just about the emotions that we experience i talk on this podcast because this is so critical the mass movements um about the emotions that we facilitate through our daily lives you know uh, i don't have it in front of me but i can bring it up because this podcast is smart and keeps recording regardless (laughs) you know the emotional i'm not gonna bring it up i can't even find it the 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 emotional i appreciate that i think i sent you a picture do you have yeah, I got so much stuff on my phone. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, the I mean, emotional. Because I know I sent it our screen cap or something like that. Um, there we go. Screenshots. The like the pyramid, not the pyramid. The gradient of emotions that we experience as people. Okay, and how it has so much to do 
with the ways that we're either received or not not received and the methods by which we try to be received. Here it goes right here. Okay. Yeah, it is a pyramid. It's a little upside down triangle. And to kind of break it down, it goes from the bottom of the pyramid, which is apathy. And then after that, it goes to grief and it goes to fear and it goes to anger and then to courage, desire, purpose and love. You know, when you're in your adolescence, when you're experiencing these phases of, you know, uh, of grief, fear, anger, and, you know, and apathy, you're going through a lot of things emotionally and trying to define who you are. You're feeling a lot of these negative emotions because of your separation from the in-group and your loss, really, in reformulation of identity, you know, and it puts you in a position where, like I said, you're feeling these emotions. And what are these emotions associated with? What are grief, fear, and anger associated with their associated with an unwell mind they're associated with constriction they're associated with competitiveness and when you're coming from that place nothing that you speak to a person will resonate you know and the per and the reason what with that is because when you're in grief when you're in fear and when you're in anger like i said you're in a competitive mindset and you can't empathize with people and without empathizing with people, you cannot speak the language that they need to hear most because you don't understand it. That's what I had to realize all my life. Okay, I'm trying to speak to this man here and speak to this man. I'm trying to speak to these people in my life, but I'm so angry and I'm so so much in fear and I'm so much in grief about everything that's going on around me. I'm not curating my message because I don't understand where they're standing at. In order to make it hit home, you know, uh, I'm going to elaborate on that. But what, what do you think about that so far? No, I agree. It's like, like you ever like been in an argument and you're really, really mad, and it's like you can't like get your thoughts together. Yeah. You know, like you can't like you want like, sure. you know like you can see it like in your head like okay like mm -hmm. this is why like you know this is what I'm going to say or whatever this is what kind of like you know like you know what made you upset because like it's in your head when you try to get it out like it's like you're stuttering like yeah even like you can't even like say what it is that you're trying to say right and like i said i've gotten a lot, a lot of arguments with people like in 2016 and you know this i was arguing with people oh my goodness like oh. how many days a week was i arguing with people like probably like you know five days a week at least if it, and my parents you know like seven days out of the week about you know things and like oh my goodness like i would just get so mad and not that i feel like i couldn't formulate a good argument but i feel like also in a way like when you try to communicate from those like those different let me see apathy grief fear and so, no especially anger when you try to communicate out of anger like it totally turns people off it turns people away like because yeah. that's when like you know they're gonna be like oh you're like you're acting like ridiculous like you're being crazy and even if it's a topic where you meet where it's expected that you would be angry like i feel like it gives you like such a look i'm you know me i don't know if you are i think you are but we're mm -hmm. such good big fans of dr phil yeah <laughs> Huge fans of Dr. Phil. We watch Dr. Phil every day, listen to his podcast. We just, you know, we love Dr. Phil. But one of the things that he's talked about is like the, I don't know what the terminology is. I'm not going to look it up. But like overshadowing of something when like somebody does something to you and then your reaction is so like ridiculous or so like, you know, it's not saying like your feelings are ridiculous, but the way that you react is so like 
like just crazy quote unquote or not even like irrational but it's just in a way that like if you no one understands your pain no one understands what you're talking about so when you when you act like that it's so easy for somebody to just ignore you you know what i mean like it's so easy to someone to just write you off as like oh you're radical or you're crazy or there's something you know what i mean when you're like screaming you know like like a psychopath or when like you're you know because i remember like I would, like I said, get in arguments all the time on the internet, and, like, you know, people would, um, like, it would just be, like, a mob. Either way, like, there'd be people, like, mobs against me, there'd be mobs, like, people with not, like, I don't really support the mobbing thing, but if you come on my page and you say disrespectful stuff, you know, like, I can't control all my friends and tell them to stop, you know, (laughs) coming at you, (laughs) because you know what I mean, because that was your fault. Right. But, um... Yeah, like it's it was just outrageous because you know, like we look back at those things. Like I don't think any of the people that I had conversation with got the message because it's like they're like, oh yeah, she's just crazy. You know, like you have that that saying that's like, oh, you're just the um, what do they call it? The um, angry black girl type of thing. Uh-huh. Like it's like even just being a woman. Like once you hit anger, like no one, like literally no one listens to you anymore. Like it's like. Literally, the walls go up. Everyone's like, oh, she's just being a girl. She's on her period. Like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So it's like, and I just think for everybody, it doesn't really work because, you know, like like you, like we see outside, you know, with the, with the people that are, like, screaming something in the street. Like, mm-hmm. if you're doing something, like, I feel like if they were talking a regular voice, and right. had a, like, what's really the difference between them, you know, I mean, other than, I guess, like, drugs in some cases. But you know what I mean? Like, right. like them sitting there saying they're, because you do see it, like, There'll be like a guy with like a when we go by like the churches and they have like the big like um they have a mic and like what do you call it? I don't want to call it a karaoke machine but like you know what I'm talking about yeah like a uh, speaker so, a mic, um, I don't know what it's called though <laughs> an amp yeah and so they just cool. be talking through like the thing and then preaching them out I don't know I think it's about God but it's usually in different language and mm-hmm. then um. Then you have, like, you know, the other people on drugs, like, you know, yelling at the world. But they're, right. but, like, they're not just yelling at the world. But you know what I'm talking about? The one guy that was at the one place that was mm-hmm. like, screaming about something. And then you have people, you know, that walking you know, like, there's protests down the street with the pickets on. Like, it's, like, the same thing. And, like, no one's listening to each other because, you know, it's so easy to just write someone off. Like, oh, yeah, they're just mad because yada, 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 and that's it. Right. You know, like, I feel like, like, when you're constructing an argument and when you're trying to get a message out there, like, you have to be very careful because I went through this a lot, especially my parents, because I get so frustrated talking to my parents and, you know, the other older relatives in my life, because, like I said, some people have really bad opinions, like, uh, that's creepy, some people have really bad opinions, and I'm, like, you know, I'm, some people may say I'm disrespectful. I don't care. Like, when I was a teenager, like, I didn't like things, and my parents knew it, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I told them that was it. You know what I mean? Like, we got arguments <laughs> over it. I'll tell you about yourself. You know what I mean? Not, like, in, like, a completely rude way, but, I, I'll, you know, I'm not the type of kid that just sat there and, you know, ate my food. I'm, not, right. I'm just not that type of person that sit there and eat my food. Like, and I even told them about this story, like, you know, in – um. And this is what kind of was like a turning point for me. It was the, towards the end of my senior year. It was senior year and I was fighting with literally everybody. Like anybody that had something to do with like a race topic, a political topic, something. Like I was just arguing nonstop. I kicked like, you know, half the people off my Facebook page, like gone. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> like you're all banished. You, like, you know what I mean? And um, 
it was interesting because I, um, and I told you about this before, but I had a classmate come up to me and I don't remember what he said, but he was like, you know, why, like pretty much like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Cause the whole t- like premise of me getting mad was like about like police brutality and different stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, you know, and this, and he was a black guy. So I'm like, a black guy. <laughs> it just sounds so bad, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, ugh, I hate how I say black. It's just really annoying. That's why I say African-American because it sounds cringy, but it's like way less cringy than the way I say that. Right. But you know what I mean? I'm just sitting there like, like, dude, like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, aren't we supposed to be in this together? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're supposed to be, you know, like, like going against these people. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't care, like, I don't know what, like, not, I don't know why I'm so whatever, like getting fired up about it, but you know, it's like people really aren't receiving my message. Like even people that are supposed to be on the same side are like, "What's wrong with you? You're you're mad all the time. Like you're you know you're making all these posts. Like it's it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like even people that are like were supposed to quote unquote be on the same side don't even understand what you're saying. Right. When you're acting mad all the time, when you when you communicate out of anger, because I did. I mean, like my I would make sure my posts were completely like intellectual. You know what I mean? I used like you know the smartest words, but not like words that didn't make sense. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I made sure it was like, but it's still like you could still feel like the you know like the you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. hiss to it, and like I was, and I would just tell people like, if you know. And this was also a thing because ooh, you know, I knew how to expose the people, but I did it. On Instagram, I was like, unfollow me if you're racist. And several people from my high school unfollowed me after that post. Ooh, I was like, I got the list. And I told them, and I could, I know they were scared. I was like, I had the list of y'all. Uh-huh. I had the list. I'm pretty sure someone was like, oh, I unfollowed by accident or Who's something that like list? that. I don't remember. I'm not to put out no names out there. I ain't, I ain't right. I don't do that. That was, that was years ago. I'm not going to, you know. It was years ago. I'm not somebody that does that. Well, let's just say some people went to Africa taking pictures with African kids. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, girl, girl, how are you going to do that? She's like, oh, I love taking pictures. I love going to Africa and helping the kids. And I'm like, you on the list, girl. <laughs> you on the list. But maybe they just got tired. Also, they got tired of hearing me, you know, complain, I guess. I don't know. But I was just so, I was, I was like, bro, like, you know, how dumb can you be to be like, yeah, I'm going to unfollow her. And then not, like, look. At the time, it was like, what, 2015, 2016? Like, yeah. we got the modern technology. You know, my Insta follower, you know, tracker yeah, yeah. app, you should have known that existed. Duh. I didn't expose nobody. I was just, but I'm just saying those are like simply times where I'm like, oh, I, I realize, you know, people have bad opinions. And also the fact that, you know, the way that I was communicating wasn't in a way that was really going to get people to understand. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they can just write it off as, oh, she's mad. You know what I mean? She's... You know, she's being erratic. Right. Which, like I said, I wasn't even, like, as mad, half as mad as a lot of people were. Not, I mean, like, the way that I talked. But mm-hmm. It was very, you know, whatever. I try to be very presidential and, you know, be like, this is my whatever, but be, like, really nasty at the end to people. But, right. yeah, people weren't listening. Nothing changed. You know, we're here in 2020. People are still putting crazy stuff on the Internet. So I don't really know what to say. And that's everybody. Like and don't make it. I don't want to make it seem like you know this is a whole like podcast about race mm-hmm. and race issues because there's a lot of issues. Right. There's gender issues. There's sexuality issues. There's race issues. There's so many different types of issues. Everybody. I don't want to make it seem like a race. Issue. That's just that's just what I can speak on. 
Right. And that's what I personally experienced. And that's from a lot of people. Like, and I'll tell people the stories about, you know, my mom being a white woman and, you know, a lot of unsolicited comments about her not being able to take care of a black child because she took me to get my hair done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a whole bunch of different things. And that's another situation where, you know, like people have messages that are so angry that you would say to the face of the person that is of that race that you're talking crap about right. in the salon, you know, in front of their kid. Uh-huh. So it's just like kind of like, I don't know. Like, so when you say like things fall on deaf ears, like I think that's the truth because especially when you're arguing with your parents, oh my God. Mm-hmm. When you argue with your parents about stuff, you just may as well not even do it. Yeah, 100%. Because the moment you raise your voice, A, you're being disrespectful, or B, they're like, oh, you know, you're just going, you're just being crazy. You're just, you know, whatever. The moment you get, pa- I don't want to say raise your voice, but the moment you get passionate, it's like parents think passion is like, oh, it's just your, it's just a phase. Like, it's like you, like you can be like 40 years old, have led, you know, the civil rights movement, <laughs> and parents would still, I'm pretty sure like Dr. Martin Luther King's parents would be like, oh, it's just a phase. Like, I don't know what it is, but they just don't want to listen to anything. You could like lead a mass movement and they still think it was just a phase. Like, I don't know what it is with that. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. But uh, that's man, that's a true experience for a lot of people. What you went through, a, a lot of people, myself included, can can definitely relate to. And uh, the point I want to bring about that before we transition to the main point is that you know if you look at her life during the time, and if you look at my life during the time, a lot of our lives were falling apart in those moments where we were trying to break through the world. Um, and our, our means to do that, our vehicle to do that, was angry emotion, and um. It's because angry emotion, man, it, it is not something that you express without, you know, without embodying. And when you embody something like that, when you embody those lesser emotions, they cannibalize your life and they will cannibalize your movement. I think that's important Absolutely. to note. But here's the thing, man. I remember after that entire phase, you know, just being completely angry when I realized, okay, these aren't my people, man. These people don't relate to me. These people don't understand me. These people don't know me. These people who want to. And I say my people not not in a race way, but like these are my, these are not my people. The people who want to go to school, people who want to go to the job, people who want to do you know jump off a building and go to the voting booth and you know piss on the candidate leg. These ain't my people. That's what I realized. And then so I moved into a different space. I went on a journey. I went on a search to find you know the culture, the in group that is my people. Who are my people? You know we all go on this journey as people with ideas. Who who, ha- who has these ideas like me? And so I got into this whole online marketing thing because you, you experience that phase where even if you're not mad, even if you are mad, you're telling these ideas and these epiphanies that you have to the world, you can't explain it. And so you come across the idea that, okay, marketing is the way to explain the ideas that are in your head to other people. Okay, which, by the way, you know, if you're somebody who has ideas in your head and you're trying to gather a tribe or a community around those ideas that you have – you know, the best way to do that is a sales memoir. We write those, but we're not writing them right now. So if you want to be on the waiting list, go to memoirlaunch.com slash launch list. But uh, to proceed to my point, hmm. I remember, you know, I got into the business of trying to explain my ideas to people and, uh, you know, which is, is marketing. And I'm running ads back to back to back to back. And two years of my life fly by and I'm like $5,000 spent on Facebook ads. and I haven't gotten a single sale. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm still you know, <laughs> I'm still in this position of trying to explain the ideas in my head to a public, but just in a different form without any success. 
And so I'm listening to these podcasts, you know, the people that are in my culture, the Russell Brunson, the Frank Grimes, blah, 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 all these different people. And I'm like, man, what's wrong? Why aren't these people understanding? You know, and uh, I remember I came across this podcast episode, just like you came across this one of Russell Brunson. He was explaining something about, you know, the way you change your messaging, you know, and uh, he said this, man, a lot of marketers, what they try to do is they try to reach everybody. They try to expand their messages to everybody. Okay. When really you have to segment your message for different pieces of your audience. Okay. I'm like, oh, what does this dude mean, man? That's stupid, man. Russ don't know nothing. But, you know, he broke it down a little further. He said, okay, think about it. There are three types of traffic. Cold traffic, there's warm traffic, and there's hot traffic. Cold traffic are the people that they don't even know you. They don't know you from a can of soda, you know. And then there's warm traffic. And warm traffic, you know, they're aware of the problem. They're just not aware of the solution. You know, and they're not really aware of you. They're warm, like you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's in the middle, okay. And hot traffic, they know who you already ready for, ready to buy from. They're aware of the problem. They're aware of the solution. And he said it would be equivalent to this, man. Hot traffic who knows who you are and know what you represent. If you went and saw them in the middle of a, 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 a he always says the mall cafeteria or, or whatever you call it, place, food court. <laughs> the you, mall cafeteria. <laughs> and you sit on the table and say, "Hey, everybody, I got, I got these funnels over here. You know, these good funnels." If he said that, his hot traffic will come streaming in. Then he said, look, if you got the cold traffic, he said, everybody got these free funnels. They'd be like, what? He, he, he always say, man, are you talking about funnel cakes? You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know what a funnel is. That's what I think. You know, exactly. <laughs> I'm right over his, there, hot traffic. <laughs> that's, his, that's his cold traffic. And then he said, well, the cold traffic, if he said he hopped on the table, was like, hey, everybody, we got these, you know, free money-making websites because they're the cold traffic. They don't know anything about it. Um, they would come running over like, oh, websites, websites. He's like, yeah, we got these new type of websites, though. They call it fun. You explain it to them that way. But the, the, the key is in one, changing the emotional position that you're coming from and changing the language that you're using. So in your mass movement, this is the important part. What language are you using? You know, and don't take me as an expert, man. I don't know nothing. I don't know marketing from a rock. But, you know, this is what I've learned from him. What you want to do is what he said was that you want to change the emotion. I'm, I'm adding the emotion. He said language. You want to you change the language on the basis of the audience that you're speaking into. And, you know, kind of correspond with that. If you know anything about sales, I was learning sales from this guy named Kai, which I also learned this from Grant Cardone before him. So shout out to Kai. He was teaching me something I already knew, boy. But uh, Grant Cardone, he talked a lot about something. Well, I don't think he talked about it. Some other sales guy talked about something called mirroring. And mirroring is when you mirror the body language and, you know, the dispositions of the people that you're dealing with. Okay, uh, it's a psychological trick or something like that. Basically, it's, you know, basically it's a scam. And um, so if you tie those two concepts together and think about it like this, you know, within the life that you're living, there's something called techno babble. Techno babble is the language that you learn from the industry that you're in that regular people don't really get. So when you say funnels, that's techno babble. People who are a cold audience, they're really not going to understand what you're talking about. And so when we go and try to explain all these ideas that we're learning to our parents, uh, they don't get that, you know, the soda has a spot of me because it's techno battle. No one knows what this part of me is, not even you. And uh, it's just a word you learn. And so they're not going to resonate with it because the moment you say that word and they don't understand the, t- the topic, one, they're feeling stupid. So they're going to cut off the conversation and get angry with you. And two, they're not really receiving the information because they can't make sense of it because you're using the wrong language. And so that's the number one thing. I think changing the language that we interface people with people is modifying important. And the number two thing is changing the emotions because you have to mirror people and correspond with people. 
in the emotions that we use. And so in general society, people are walking around, but they're not angry. You know, most people live an angry life. Most people are angry, but sometimes they might be chilling. They might be calm. And for you to come at them with an angry emotion, you're not mirroring them. You're not corresponding with the emotions that they feel. And so that the message that you're projecting, projecting, it won't land. You're not going to be able to sell them on a new idea if you're coming from a position of anger. Right. And so I continue listening to these podcasts like, hey, okay, Russell, how do I how do I talk to these people? And uh, then I've gotten to his books. You know, one of the books, uh, The Expert Secrets, talks about something called Epiphany Bridge Stories. And what a Epiphany Bridge Story is, is that you tell the story of yourself leading up to the epiphany that you had and you bring someone along the same journey. It's a long story, short version. But the important parts of the Epiphany Bridge Story is this. At the start of the Epiphany Bridge Story, the person that you are is the person they are. You see what I'm saying? And so you're corresponding the emotion that you feel and the language that you're using and everything about the story with who they are currently and something that they can understand. You have to dial down your models of the world and package it in a way where the audience, that's where they are. That's what they feel. That's what they resonate. That's what they can relate to. They won't relate to emotions and language and patterns that aren't, you know, that aren't what they're familiar with and that aren't what they cur- they're currently embodying right now. Okay. Um, you know, that also goes a lot into um, something that I learned from Owen Cook. You know, Owen Cook, you know, he's a dating coach. Uh, I think they might have canceled somebody from his tribe recently. Not for nothing bad. I don't remember what happened, but, you know, he the GOAT. That's all I know. They ain't canceled him because he the GOAT. You know, he wear the, he, you know, he wear the same vest every day. Like I wear the same hoodie every day because he the GOAT. And he, if he seen me in public, he'd be like, Dallas is the GOAT. He knows that. But here's the thing. He was talking about, he's the one that introduced me to that idea. All jokes aside, he's the, I don't know him or anything like that. He's the one that introduced me to that pyramid of emotion. And, you know, he said about society that a lot of society is living with pain. A lot of society is living with anger. A lot of society is living with anguish. They're living with these negative emotions that they experience because they're not living a full life, which is something that I completely agree with. And he said, uh, just to tie into this whole idea of presenting your message and scaling down your world in a way that people can actually digest before you switch them. What he was saying was that you have to talk from people, you know, mirroring. You have to talk to people on the emotional level that they're on or else your message will never resonate. You know, he said, uh, think about the old racist term, if it's racist at all. Birds of a flutter flock together. That means a lot more than what people, you know, mean. So if you're somebody that's, let's say, you're, you're, you're racist, you're angry at the world. Who's going to, who, you know, the person that's going to break through to you and bring you to the other side is a racist. If you're misogynistic, the person that's going to break through and bring you to the other side is, miso- is a misogynist. You know, that's why it's important for these people who are gangbangers who turn rappers to take their platforms like they do every single day and go back to the hood and teach people like, okay, I was a gangbanger, but this life is wrong. Okay. Owen Cook said this, man. If you're coming up to somebody happy, you know, that's angry and you try to and you do this, matter of fact, do this with your friends who are, who are, who are bummed out, they're depressed, they're going through a lot, they got a lot on their plate. Do this with them. Go to them and try to say and bring up a topic that is happy, that's progressive, and is about changing your life for the better. You will fall on deaf ears just like I did with my parents every single time because that's not the emotion that they resonate with. Now, if you want to sneak it in there, you got to put the medicine in the food. You say, hey, man, you know what's fucked up about life? 
And he'd be like, whoa, whoa. you watch your ears perk up. And, you know, it's funny because just like Russ Brunson, everything is a funnel. You know what the news does every day? Hey, hey. And it's not because the news is bad. It's because they're all bad. It's like, hey, you know what's fucked up about this virus? You know how many people they killed? And everybody's like, oh, oh what, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Oh, you know how many people Drake slept with? Oh, the gossip. Oh, the tea. Oh, oh this, this shit is rather colloquial. This, this shit is academia. You know? Goddamn academia. Like, you know, people, you notice, what, what do your eyes perk up to? It's usually things that correspond with the emotion that you embody the most. And so he said, if you say, hey, you know what's fucked up? You know, a friend would be like, oh, what? And then you say that we have to go and do this college shit every day. And they're like, you know what? Fuck this college shit. But that's the beginning of the journey that you take them on to the epiphany that you have. And when you say, fuck this college shit, they say, what's the other alternative? Then you hit them with something else. Oh, entrepreneurship. Oh, well, you know, that sounds terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, it's, it's the lesser of two evil, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you channel people, you know, you take people on journeys, but your hook, the hook that brings them into your message has to correspond with what it is and where it is that they are in life emotionally and lingually right now. That's all I have to say. What, what, what do you think about that? I agree, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you about to break up some friendships. As soon as I get positive with people, they're like, ugh, what's wrong yeah. with this guy? What's wrong with this girl? It's kind of like, I was just thinking about that. Like when It's like when people are like, oh, no, like, you know, BC's bad, right? Like, oh, no. Yeah. You, no, like, you, that girl's eating, like, a cake. Why is she doing that? And it's like, oh, girl, let's go out and, like, you know, drink, like, a million, like, beers and, like, almost blackout. Like, yeah, sounds great. That's fine. <laughs> and say, what? Like, yeah. neither of those are healthy. But if you convince your friend that it's a lesser of two evils, you right. know, like, this is cool. And this one's not cool. You know, it's so stupid. Like, yeah. but that's how, that's how, you know, I guess the psychology or whatever of this, of this works. Yeah. Think, think about, think about the, the, the damn elections every year. That's what they're going to do in 2020. Democrats sitting at the table right now. They're gonna be like, you know what's fucked up, masses? Because the masses, no matter which side they're on, they're 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 not feeling very well. I promise you. They right. sitting there eating pizza right now. They overweight. They're not feeling too good, man. Now, uh, you know, no, I'm not gonna clean that up. I don't care about you. Fuck out of here. Um, what I got to say is this: They're sitting there they eating pizza. They're not feeling too good right now, and they're gonna say, hey, 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 guys, hey guys, you know what's fucked up? And they're gonna be like, yeah, you know what's fucked up? What, what, what? They're gonna say. Trump and they're gonna be like, oh, he fucked up, right? And then they're gonna say, you know what? And because he fucked up, even though I'm fucked up too, let's not talk about that. Let's go against his fucked upness. They talk into the competitive mind. Let's go against his fucked upness and join us over here. Don't think about what we are. Let's just join us over this side. You know what I'm saying? That's all people ever do historically. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 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 oh. you know what? We about to put these people in concentration camps. Don't tell them that though. Um, you know what's fucked up? This damn dude, man, he's Jewish, by the way. He just happens so to be Jewish. Um, he was loitering on the sidewalk the other day, and I think I saw him steal something. Ain't that fucked up? Yeah, that's fucked up. All right, we compete. We competing against him. We going against him. People try to try to try to try to formulate something on the basis of divisiveness. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's all people ever do. You know what I'm saying? And people make so many different campaigns off of that. And what happens when we base campaigns off of that? What happens when we base ideologies off of that? 
When you embody those emotions, all you do is cannibalize yourself. We're living in a world that's in a constant state of decay. And so many people want to click on this podcast and uh, be like, God damn, this nigga spitting. But you know what's fucked up? He called Americans fat. And he said that was a bad thing. Which, I don't think it's a bad thing. Nigga, do what you want. Live how you want. Live, live, live whatever way that makes you happy. I'm not ever going to sit up here and, 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 and bear down on one person. You know what I'm saying? Or one way of living. I just want you to be collaborative. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I don't look the best. That is what it is. And you could talk about that all day. You know what I'm saying? But I want you to be collaborative in your mind state. I would like to disagree. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you're if you're you know what I'm saying yeah yeah like I said you know people want to and, and that's and that's why I, you know I'm glad this is my platform and where we can all come on here and talk but you know what I'm saying I'm not going to let people control my narrative you know what I'm saying that's, that's you know that is what it is people are going and look at that we're seeing it in action what is the hook that got your attention out of every positive thing that I said on here now you have that conversation with yourself that's all I have to say for today. You got anything else you want to say? Oh, that was in response to you saying you don't look the best. Oh. oh <laughs> I was saying okay. I'd like to disagree. No, I'm just saying, I'm saying for, for people listening, you know, I, I think, you know, people can see that. In, uh, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Like I say, and I'm not, not going to stand against nobody because I'm not against nobody. I'm not competing with you. Whatever you feel like, I'm going to meet you in the middle. If I say something wrong on this podcast, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get together to formulate the best apology to make public. I ain't against apologizing to nobody. Uh... Especially if I was wrong, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, you you think about it, and, and that's that's the way people live in. You know what I'm saying. People get on on these soapboxes, and they make an identity of being okay. I'm just telling how it is. I don't tell it how it is. Oh, I'm just better. I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the symptoms. If you're living in fear, grief, anger, you're self-serving. All you care about is yourself. But I care about the other people. I care about the life that we live in. So if you have qualms with me, guess what? It ain't going to be a, 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 I'm standing on my soapbox, I'm going to stamp my flag in the mud. We, we against them. People. No, no, we're going to come together. We're going to make it right. Yeah. But if that's something that caught your attention, man, red flag, buddy. Uh, do we have anything to say in closing? Um, because, by the way, once this closes out, no one's on right now, but once this closes out, it's lives. It's probably going to be gone forever. But We can't save it? Um, We can, but, uh, you know... You want to? We can save and add to podcast if you want to. You want to do it? Okay. Um, I just like I just want the lives to run. Yeah, like these these because we we're gonna come back tomorrow morning and we're gonna record this over. You know, and restructure the ideas with the stories. That's gonna actually like these are kind of like I want to build the live stream so where people join every single night and we talk, but these just disappear and then we can restructure the same or we can post the episode if it's you know what I'm saying on point. Compelling, yeah. But but which I really think this one is. But it'd be easier for me to come back or structure the ideas and implement the stories the right ways that'll break the beliefs that people are feeling to actually make people move with each episode. This is just like putting down the framework, which, you know, and, and, and the point of this is to build up a community, to have people in these comment sections, to have people calling in. This is just about interaction more than anything. And if it helps us find the idea, it helps us find the idea. Well, but, uh, I don't have nothing to say. I, I think you summed it up pretty good. I'm hungry. I'll say that. All right, well, everybody, this is the Grand Design Podcast. This is 
Design tomorrow. You know, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the, the uh, tomorrow's design tomorrow's segment, design. which is which is all about the live. Yeah, tomorrow's design because it, it's at twelve a.m. When you go to sleep, you have tomorrow's design in your head, and you want to go for it, and make something no, beautiful. I I the wrong thing every Hopefully, time. you know, I, 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 man, I, there's so much going through my mind right now, man. It'll be interesting when we look back on these podcast episodes fifty years from now when everything came to fruition, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, he's 72. Wow, yeah. Oh, by the time he's 72, there will be no borders in the world. There will be no countries in the world. You know what I'm saying? Maldives. Or whatever they're going to call that. You know what I mean? Whatever they call it. Maldives region. If still here with y'all using this damn card. You know, but, (laughs) you know, I appreciate you for being on. I appreciate you. You're welcome. I have to be here for the people. (laughs) I appreciate your ideas. And I appreciate the community, you know, that's coming together in a Man, I know how it is to be an entrepreneur out there. And don't take it from me, man, because I'm not an expert at anything. I'm not a successful entrepreneur. I'm not an entrepreneur that made a bunch of sales and a bunch of money. Don't take it from me. But listen, listen, if you're an entrepreneur, you probably have ideas. And I, I can tell you one thing I do have is ideas. And I know how it is to go out in the world and communicate ideas that fall on deaf ears. But here's the thing. You learned in this podcast episode that there's a way to structure ideas the way they actually hit home and actually change people. Okay, and so if you're somebody who wants to actually make impact with your words and your ideas and push them out into society in a way that actually impacts people, I'm here for you to do just that. If you want to take your ideas and you want to build that tribe or community that you never had before because you were unable to communicate that what you were feeling, if you want to build a piece that impacts the world, man, we're here to do it for you. I tell you, no entrepreneur should ever write their own book. It's not your job. You should never go to a regular ghostwriter. That's not their job. Because they don't know how to structure their, they'll go and tell their parents about ghostwriting. They'll be like, I didn't know you was a ghostwriter because you ain't communicated right. So if you want to structure your ideas in a way that impacts the world and changes the generation, man, we do that. That is all we do. And we do that through writing, you know, something called sales memoirs. The sales memoir is different from a regular memoir. As in a regular memoir is the way you go and chat with your parents today. You'll be like, okay, you're ran. The sales memoir is when you chat with your parents and they'll be like, boy, you wanted something. That's the difference. And if you want a sales memoir written for you right now, you can't get that done right now. And I'm sorry to announce that. But we're assembling the team. We're putting everybody together. We're making something beautiful for you to get that done. I believe we might launch. uh, not going to announce it in this podcast. But look, but if you do want that done someday, very soon, by the way, uh, we're going to have a a little launch in the next few weeks here. And uh, you can join the launch list is first come, first served. And if you're not one of the first people on the list, you're not going to be part of the first wave. You might end up waiting for a long time. You know, a small team can only take on so many people at once. And so if you want to join that launch list and also get information that will help you proceed as an author even without us and it'll proceed to help you structure your stories and your webinars and your social media campaigns, I want you to join this list, man. It's www.memoirlaunch.com slash launch list. And I appreciate you watching this Dallas and Lexus and this is the Tomorrow's Design live show. I'm going to turn this off.